0: The numbers are telling us something. Seven billion people on Earth, with 2.7 billion scraping by on less than two dollars a day. 394 parts per million of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, threatening to destabilize the global climate. Fifteen trillion dollars of public debt in the United States, an unfathomable sum of money to be paid back by the next generation. Two percent of adults owning more than half of all household wealth in the world. Four hundred ocean zones devoid of life, with the dead zone in the Gulf of Mexico estimated to cover almost as much area as the U.S. state of New Jersey. Hidden in these numbers are stories of real people and real places in real trouble. And perhaps the most important number of all is one. One single blue-green planet with finite resources that we all must share. But how do we share this one planet and provide a high quality of life for all? The economic orthodoxy in use around the world is not up to the challenge. The core of this orthodoxy is a strategy that has ensnared all nations, from China to Chile, from the United States to the United Arab Emirates from Switzerland to Swaziland. That strategy, the pursuit of never-ending economic growth, has become dysfunctional. With each passing day, we are witnessing more and more uneconomic growth, growth that costs more than it is worth. An economy that chases perpetually increasing production and consumption, always in search of more stands no chance of achieving a lasting prosperity. The seven billion of us have to do better, and we'd better do better soon. We need to find ways to reverse the climate change we've set in motion and halt the extinction crisis. At the same time, we have to eradicate poverty and erase the divide between the haves and the have-nots. Now is the time to change the goal from the madness of more to the ethic of enough, to accept the limits to growth and build an economy that meets our needs without undermining the life-support systems of the planet. The good news is that ideas for creating an ecologically sound economy are emerging from all corners of the world. In fact, the desire to assemble a cohesive set of such ideas formed the motivation for this book. Enough is Enough was conceived as a collection of policy proposals for achieving a prosperous but non-growing economy, also known as a steady-state economy. The book sketches a plan for solving the sorts of social and environmental problems described by the numbers above. Such a plan cannot flow from one or two minds. Indeed, much of the information on these pages stems from workshops, presentations, and discussions that took place at a remarkable conference held in Leeds, UK, during the summer of 2010. Participants at the Steady State Economy Conference offered a wealth of ideas, and these ideas form the core of this book. The conference concentrated on tough questions about how to build a better economy, and tasked the attendees with generating viable answers. It's a hopeful assignment, this business of figuring out how to change the economic paradigm from more to enough. If we can successfully harness our know-how for the job of remaking our economic institutions, we'll commence a process of healing, healing degraded ecological systems, healing relationships with our neighbors, and healing the lives of people who have been left behind by the current economic system. Historians will mark the effort as a turning point, a singular and triumphant achievement shared by all.